Hello everyone, Phil Friend here and welcome to Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos, the show where I interview disabled people about the things they use every day to overcome the challenges that they face. I hope you enjoy the show. And that button there. Right, well today I'm delighted to welcome onto the show Sue Kent, who came to me via our old chum Jeff Adams Spink, who um, knows Sue quite well I think, and uh, they've had sort of work together in the past so Sue how are you I'm fine thank you I'm enjoying the weather yes and we're both of course recording this while everything's locked down we're not allowed out are we and stuff no we're not allowed out to play I'm and covered where... in paint because I've been painting <laughs> whereabouts do you live then Sue where are you based so I'm in near Swansea uh, in South Wales and I'm one of the lucky lockdown ones because my local walk is on the beach right and and what sort of accommodation do you have? So I've got quite a large five-bedroom house oh, right. and yeah, and three-quarters of an acre of garden and I grow a lot of vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm busy, like, you know, growing for Britain uh, in case this all goes on a bit long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and do, do you work? What kind of work do you do when you're working? I have an unusual job, which I came to about... 14 years ago now so I am a professional massage therapist but because of my disability I use my feet to massage and I've got a little clinic based in Mumble so my disability is I'm very I'm like Jeff Adam Spinks's twin so we've got matching hands I've got eight inch hands and seven fingers uh, four on one and three on the other um, I'm uh, quite a fit person and I'm, I'm, I'm quite into sort of fitness and health and nutrition and all that sort of thing so um, I, I, I tend to pummel people with my feet, sports people or just the general public who like massage. And they, and, and they come along and pay you for this pain, do they? They, they do. <laughs> well, I, 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 am, I can cause pain because feet are very much stronger than hands. But, you know, I do do re relaxing um, or, you know, sports. So, um, uh, you know, they have an option to be tortured or to be tenderly loved. <laughs> But unusually with your feet, not not hair. with my feet. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't use my feet until about fourteen years ago, and I didn't know I could do this. And I gradually upskilled, and it's second nature to me now. Fantastic. Now, obviously, with with that impairment, that's going to present you with a number of challenges. I mean, not the least of which you're massaging people and stuff. But the everyday life things, like you know cooking, cleaning, I don't know, getting dressed, all those sorts of things. So as you know, the show's really about um, how people go about solving these problems using stuff. So what's the number one? We got three, three things to talk about. What's the first one that comes out of your hat, so to speak? So the first thing that I, like, I would pack in my suitcase if I went to visit anybody, I think, um, or I went on holiday to self-catering is what I call a rocker chopper, which I find it really difficult. I haven't got much um, strength in my arms and I really like to cook. And I, you know, I very much was a role of a housewife. My husband goes to work and I brought up two kids. And in order to be able to, to put food on the table, um, I needed to chop vegetables. So my mum found me one of these years ago. And it means that I can hold my, you know, my arms don't go very far apart, obviously because they're only eight inches. And I can hold this, um, two-handled chopper and push lean forward and and put the handles into my shoulders and push down or use my chin 
uh, on one of them and guide it with the other hand. And I can chop vegetables, not really Jamie Oliver neatly, but, you know, to an extent that, you know, that, that it's possible. Um, so I, I, I use this chopper for everything instead of, you know, knives, really. And I, I wouldn't be able to manage in the kitchen without it. They do small ones and big ones. I need the big one. Um, and uh, at one stage, they were very difficult to come by. They don't stop them in, you know, in Swansea. Um, whenever my husband and I go to these very expensive kitchen shops, we lurk about and try and get a new one. <laughs> And so that will be my my number, number one. one. And presumably, People that generally use them for chopping parsley, but I use them for chopping everything. And it's obviously safe. This is something that allows you to do this very <laughs> safely, is it? Oh, dear, you're laughing. That's I'm not really into health and safety. Um, it, it is because I can guide it. It's probably because I can use my chin and I it is... I try and keep my fingers away from the area. I have been known to just, you know, miss a bit, but it, I would say it's really generally quite safe. Okay. And that's portable. So you, as you say, you could put it in your suitcase and take it wherever you go. Yeah, people often find it on the side of my car because, you know, if you go and visit people, or you're, you know, and, you know, you need to show willing. Um, yeah. So if we go on holiday, we usually go to self-catering and my husband you know, by the time he's very slow at his knife work, and I'm actually quicker at chopping than he is. So, and it's supposed to be both our holidays. So, although I can't manage a lot of kitchens in self catering, at least I can do a bit of chopping. Yes, no, that sounds great. And we will include in the notes of the show the uh, a picture or something of that sort, where people might get one. So, that's the first thing. Now, what's the second list item? So the second thing is, um, as a lady, you know, we have various beauty requirements. And when I was younger, um, uh, eyebrow plucking is, is, is uh, you know, a thing that young uh, ladies do, or most of them. And I found tweezers really difficult because they need a pinching movement. And if you're a thalidomide person, you don't have thumbs. So you've got no ability to squeeze um, anything. Um, so eventually my friend, I think, found me a pair of scissors in a shop in, in, um, the Silly Isles, I think, or in, um, and in, in a back beyond the chemist and they were little scissor tweezers. And I had these for, you know, nearly 40 years, well, nearly 50 years and they were marvelous. It meant I could pluck anything and they gradually got rusty and they gradually got looser and all that sort of thing, but they still, you know, worked. And uh, then one day they disappeared. And um, so because of my job, I, I, I scoured the internet. I've scoured everything. Um, but because of my job, we have a wholesaler beauticians because I'm a massage therapist, but you get all your stuff from the, the wholesaler. And I went there and I found a very, very strange pair of tweezers, which is a squeezy motion, not a pinchy motion. And so I now have, I can now redo my eyebrows and various other hairs that need removing. Um, so I'm very pleased. This is this is like my super duper one and comes everywhere with me um, because, you know, hair sprouts at them. You know, women are vainer than men and uh, they need these uh, hair, um, you know, removing tools. So this is like a scissor type of movement as opposed to a, a tweezer type of movement. And you don't need thumbs. And... Is it possible to get this from anywhere now or, do, or is it really quite specialist? 
Um, well, I can't get the old one. If I could get the old one, it would be lovely because it's it was easier than this one. But no, they 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 must have them. They they um, I'll put a picture up of them. They, I mean, I bought, I bought this about a year ago. So from I've never seen them in chemists, but you know, if you've got a friend who is a beautician, she can she can go into the wholesalers and see what they've got. Yes, but. Yeah, and I suppose I, men could buy it, couldn't they? If men are wanting to do their eyebrows, yeah. If men want to do their eyebrows, I think it'd be a bit painful to do moustaches and beards. But you never know what. I've needs got a moustache. I'm not going to try this. <laughs> I suppose if I came and saw you, you could do it with your feet. Could you? Could you pluck I mean, someone else? Yeah, I, I, I could probably pluck with my feet, but the trouble is, my eyesight's not that good. Oh, I have that great. massive magnifying glass. <laughs> okay. I have so... a, I have a mirror. One of my other gadgets that magnifies. 10 times so I can actually see where I'm going. And what about, I mean, as a general point about makeup and things like that, do you wear much of that? And if you do, how do you apply it? Well, my hands are very near my face. So you can so it's reach. quite easy to slap it on there. <laughs> um, but holding, my hand doesn't actually hold itself up against, I can't lift my arm up to right. my face. So I have to prop my arm up, usually against a mirror, which means I'm even nearer to it. So it distorts what you're seeing and you can be too close. Right. So putting, I usually need a wall to put my arm up and then a mirror sort of placed in front of the wall a bit further away. So it's all, it's not easy. It's a sort of strategic thing that I can only really do at home. And as a consequence, I wear less and less makeup. And as I get older and my eyesight gets worse, I look less wrinkly and I look less, you know, I look fantastic as far as I'm concerned. I can't see my wrinkles. I can't see the paint on my chin that, you know, I've obviously now well, it's on. a very nice shade um, of blue, let me tell you. A very nice blue, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually don't care anymore. But yes. but lipstick, I can still, I'm still pretty good at lipstick. I can get that right. It's an interesting issue, isn't it? Because clearly there are all sorts of activities that that people do routinely, you know, without even thinking about. But suddenly the idea of makeup and eyebrow plucking and things like that, if you've got that kind of, your kind of impairment, that makes life quite interesting. What's the third thing that you're going to pack or take or so the third thing i came across about 10 years before i started massaging really and i do like gardening with my feet um and i sometimes you know in the winter sometimes i need my feet to do things like if i get in the car if i take the if i'm at the petrol station to take the cap off the car i need to get my feet out to use them but in the winter they're in socks and therefore, I can't split my big toe between the rest of them, which I use to grip. And therefore, the socks make life really restricting in the winter because I can slip them in and out of my boots. Right. But then I'd have to take my sock off in the cold. But I discovered Japanese tabio socks, which are split toe. Now, they're not the five separate toes because that makes your, your foot too bulky in the shoe. They are just one big toe separated from the rest. They're wearing in flip-flops. The Chinese wear them and the Japanese wear them in flip-flops. So I found these and I found that I could do lots of jobs while keeping my feet warm. And also in with gardening sometimes, I want to do really dirty jobs and they just slightly protect your feet for gardening because you can't buy rubber rubber gloves for feet with, with a split toe. Um, you can get some kinky ones with like the rubber that comes up your legs, but they're like so much money and they're not really what you want. So I, I did I did actually speak to the manufacturers and try and get some rubberized 
feet, but, but it wasn't quite, somebody did try, some glove maker tried, but it wasn't quite right. Um, so these, I, I use them and I actually use so many that I import them myself from China because um, I use them at work as well to keep my feet warm before I start working and they wear out a lot. Um, so yes, split toe socks is my, my um, not, not a sexy look, but a really practical, nice thing. And a lot of people sort of see them and want them who haven't got a disability. Um, but yes, they enable me to do things while I keep, a bit like gloves for you know, the norms. Um, so they enable me to do stuff in the winter without freezing. And what sort of price are we talking about for something like well, that? Well, the cheap and cheerful ones, you can. I, I'm, I'm importing them and they cost me a quid each. But if you, if you buy them on eBay, they're anything... I've made them available at a quid each for a lot of flizmiders. Um, but if you buy them on eBay, they can be anything from about £2.50 up to sort of £10. You know, you can get really nice designery ones that um, have got lovely patterns on. Um, so they're all sorts of, you know, different ones. And you don't really want them too thick when you're doing, you're using your feet. So you want the cheap, thin ones, but they do wear out and, you know, so they need replacing. Yes. Well, that, that's, I mean, that's really interesting. So none of the things that you've discussed seem to me to be out of most people's price range. They're not expensive items, are they? No, they're not expensive. And um, no, the chopper, I was looking today at the chopper. You can get them, you can get the whole like metal ones. They're made completely of metal for about £12 on Amazon. Uh, but then if you want to buy the one that I've got with the wooden handles, they see Cole and Mason, I think, make them, though mine's Italian. You have to buy the chopping board, which is a bit of a shame because you just want the chopper. So you need to look around, and they're at £25. Um, the tweezers, I think, were about maybe £12. And as I said, the T-A-B-I-O socks are you know, very from, And you can buy job lots on eBay, so you can buy a pack of three for six quid and things like that. So it's it's not right. too bad. The most expensive thing I got, which is an extra gadget, was a dressing stick that costs about £200, which is retractable stainless steel, which enables me to pull my knickers up and down and my trousers up and down. And, and, and some people who are cleverer than I can do their buttons up and down. And that cost a fortune. And I, I used to take that everywhere. I try and, I try and manage put my clothes so I don't need gadgets but sometimes my back gets stiff and I do need this one and anyway I ended up camping and not having my stick and it, I really needed it my back seized up because beds in camping aren't very nice and I went to the local hardware store and my husband got a piece of doweling and we got some four or five cup hooks and he cut the doweling into about six bits made me six dressing sticks with a cup hook at the end for about four quid. Um, so um, <laughs> it's amazing what you can do when you need to. So yeah, you can get very expensive gadgets and then you can get, you can, you know, you can make do amend. Well, I, I, <clears throat> I think that's really good. And I'm thinking you're very clever that you slipped in a fourth I know, I know. <laughs> without realising you did it. You can very, chop very that clever. out later. Well, look, Sue, um, Obviously, we'll we'll post the information on on the website for people to take a look or to find the gadgets you've talked about. But all that remains for me to do is to say um, a big thank you for coming on and sharing your uh, stuff with us, uh, including your blue chin. <laughs> very lovely, which the listeners won't ever be able to see, but I have. <laughs> but thank you so much. It's been really, really 
lovely to meet you and also to hear about the things you're using so thank you for inviting me i love the show i'm picking up all sorts of useful information and uh, it's a great idea thank you very much okay take good care of yourself thanks for listening everyone and if you'd like to be on the show please drop me a line at brinkburn at gmail.com that's my email address or you could try calling Chris Loftus at RIDC, the Research Institute for Disabled Consumers. His number is 020-7427-2460. Thanks once again.